ha, did you hear the rooster crow? It's time to get out of bed. <laughs> Start that coffee. Start that little coffee uh, pot there, your curric, whatever you got. Or get ready to run out to one of those fancy coffee joints and uh, get your coffee. Hey, that's a great way to wake up, right? With a rooster crowing. Yeah, that's a pleasant sound you want to hear in the morning. <laughs> oh, man, I'm glad I don't live next to a hen house. Oh, man. I had a funny story about a rooster. I'll have to tell you sometime. But, hey, good good uh, Tuesday morning to you. Top of the morning to you. I'm glad you can join me. Hey, just want to give you a little uh, update about what happened yesterday, Monday's show. I do apologize. There's no show on Monday. Um, I had too many issues late Sunday night that kind of bled into Monday with uh, uh, my car decided to, uh, my car wasn't wearing its mask and it got COVID. Oh, wait, that's, that's not really, that's not really nice, Kenny. I shouldn't joke about that. But anyway, my car is ill. It had a breakdown. So... You know what? I was just kind of uh, frustrated and uh, it took up a lot of time. I didn't get home till late because I had to wait for the tow truck. And it was just, it was not a good way to end the day. And I was worried about how I was going to get to work the next day. So that's really why there was no show on uh, Monday. And uh, I think I needed a break anyway. I did it uh, a Sunday morning show and then a Sunday night show. And I don't over, over, want to overwhelm you with uh, Mornings with Ken. But by the way, that's what you're listening to. Mornings with Ken. Where we get together. And I tell you, go get your cup of coffee. And we, we just uh, sit here and I guess you listen to me chat while I'm getting ready for my day of work. But hey, thanks for stopping by. Um, I'll try not to bore you this morning. And uh, we'll, we'll do this thing. But uh, all right, let, right now, let me get my mind together, get my own cup of coffee, and I'll be right with you. Give me a second, I, I need to get my story straight. My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. My lover, she's waiting for me just across the bar. My seat's been taken by some sunglasses, asking about a scar. And I know I gave it to you months ago. Welcome back from our little break. Hey, I hope you're having a good morning so far. Really am. I hope everybody's encouraged and uh, wide awake and looking forward to starting their day. I know sometimes we can get up in the morning and and just be kind of blah and a little tired and just maybe a little stressed because you know what you got to do today. But I just hope that you... Uh, Hope you have a, a great day. Hope you uh, turns out good for you. Hey, but before the break, I was 
we were talking about the rooster crowing, waking you up in the morning. Thought I'd share this story for for you. So, when uh, me and my wife were young, and we were dating. So, um, boy, I wish I could remember what year it was. But we were young. We were teenagers, and uh, we were. But we were dating for quite a while, so we knew this was going someplace. At least I did. Maybe she was just trying to get rid of me. I, I don't know. But obviously not because she kept me. Um, but uh, so we were dating. Now, uh, her family, um, back in the day, they, they, they uh, well, they sing um, in small churches in a couple, you know, few different states. And they travel and uh, they go to different churches and they sing. My father-in-law plays guitar and, and uh, they do it as a, you know, a little blessing to other churches. And um, anyway, so one summer they had planned a trip down to West Virginia and uh, they, I think they were going to stay a few days at least. And uh, so I think my wife wanted me to go with them. And uh, so it was going to require overnight stays. So I thought, well, sure, I'd like to go, you know, hang out with my uh, girlfriend all weekend long and, uh, you know, go to uh, some other churches and hear them sing and stuff like that. So, yeah, sure, you know, I'm going to go. So it was okay with my, uh, her, her mom and dad at the time. And, and, uh, so we made plans to go, we go and, uh, we were going to, we were going to stay at a pastor's house. I think he was the pastor of the church that they were going to sing at. I might be wrong in that, but anyway, we were staying at a pastor's house and he was an old country preacher, the kind they don't make anymore. (laughs) <laughs> a good old country preacher and uh not gonna name his name but um you know really great christian man preacher and uh they had made arrangements to stay at his house so i think they could sing at church the next morning and uh maybe we have got we uh arrived down in west virginia his place maybe a little bit close to the evening and uh, I know we all sat in his living room and they talked and um, I don't know if we had dinner together, but we, I know we, they talked and, and it was getting pretty late time for bed. So you know, I was wondering where I'm going to sleep at, you know, i you know, obviously um, not going to sleep in the same room as my girlfriend. Um, I wouldn't even do that. That's, you know, that's not good. So uh, I, I figured the she had a sister, so I figured, oh, well, Dixie, Sonia, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll probably share a room. And of course, uh, the mom and dad will share a room, and the pastor and his. So I thought, well, I don't know, am I out here on the couch? There's plenty of room out here in the living room. I guess maybe they're just going to give me a pillow and a blanket. You know, I'll, I'll sleep out here on the couch. No big deal. Okay, well, it started getting later and later, and they're all talking about, yeah, well, maybe we should get to bed. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, I'm a little tired myself, so. And uh, I think it was the pastor. I, th- I might have this part wrong. I don't know if it was the pastor or my father-in-law or somebody. It might have been the pastor. I think he, he, so he says, hey, follow me. I'll show you where you're going to sleep. So I thought, oh, maybe they have a den or something I don't know about on the other side of the house or something. 
No, we, we go to the front door. So we start walking out the front door and there's a trailer out back. He goes, here's where, you, here's where you're going to stay. Um, I don't believe in a, a boy and a girl sleeping in the same house um, overnight. So I won't allow that in my house. So uh, <laughs> he put me in this trailer. I mean, it was, it was an, you know, it was okay trailers. Obviously it wasn't for, uh, you know, pleasant, pleasantries. I mean, it wasn't the, uh, it wasn't a hotel room, but it, I mean, it was, it had a roof over it and it was dry and, and, uh, you know, it was okay. It was comfortable. You know, I, you know, he gave me a pillow and a blanket and I don't know. I forget if there was a cot in there. I'm sure there was a cot of some type in there. So, I thought, okay, well, this, you know. Now, granted, I don't, this has been, I think this was my first time in, I mean, I maybe passed through West Virginia over the years as a kid, but I never stayed in West Virginia overnight that I know of. That's my mom and dad when we were little, I don't know. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, I'm in West Virginia and um, I'm going to sleep out here in a trailer and it's like, I didn't know. I was like, dude, they got bears out here. I'm thinking, like, okay, I got to make sure this door is locked at least. I mean, I I don't know if bears are native to West Virginia, a black bear or something. Um, okay, well, door's locked. I guess that's, you know, something. Well, I'm, all right, it's dark. It's late. And uh, I think it was, it was in the summer. I know it was kind of hot. I don't know. I don't think he had a fan in there. So I don't think he had a fan in that room, but it was hot. And, uh, <laughs> well, okay. I must've fell asleep because, uh, I probably just passed out. I probably had a heat stroke and passed out. <laughs> but <laughs> at any at any rate, I was asleep at some point. And I swear, next thing I know, all I hear is a rooster crowing. It sounded like he was right on top of the, on top of the uh, trailer. He probably was, because the chickens were just running wild all over the yard. That that rooster started crowing. It must have been like 4:30 in the morning, 4 4:30 in the morning. Now we didn't get to we didn't go to bed till late because everybody was up talking. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Literally, are you right on top of my trailer crowing? And I said, oh my goodness. I wanted to strangle that that rooster. I probably would have if I would have been afraid to go out by, by outside by myself, afraid of being attacked by a black bear. But uh so here it is, like four, four thirty in the morning, being and it, it wasn't like he was only crowing a couple times. No, he kept crowing. I think he crowed because he knew I was trying to sleep. But, uh, so here I'm, I'm like miserable. And then I'm thinking, well, I know they're not going to get up this early because church isn't probably till 10 30, 11 o'clock. It's four 30 in the morning. What am I going to do? And you know, okay. Maybe it's a little bit cooler because morning had come, but it was still pretty, pretty hot in that trailer. And I'm thinking, oh, what do I do? And what am I going to do for like, what, five, six hours? So I, I tried going back to sleep. 
And then I started thinking about a black bear. I don't know why I was so petrified of a black bear trying to get into the trailer. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I don't know. I, I must have laid there and eventually fell asleep. And then I think someone knocked on the door and woke me up and told me it was time for breakfast probably. So, but that's my rooster story. And, uh, oh, fun times, fun times. Uh, but that just shows you um, how times have changed and uh, how that uh, pastor had the foresight to uh, separate a boy and a girl dating each other, not sleeping in a, the same house. That was his, uh, that's what he felt, uh, but he didn't want allowed in his house. And that's perfectly fine. That's his house. And, uh, but boy... I wish I would have had a fan that night. <laughs> so, anyway, that's that's my story for today. So, uh, hey, let's take another quick break, and uh, I'll be right back. Thanks for bearing with me as I go through these uh, unintended breaks sometimes. Hey, you know, I was thinking yesterday, because I overheard some younger people talking about work and uh, how they didn't didn't like their jobs because it didn't pay enough. And, and uh, I know when we're younger, when I was a lot younger, um, I, I kind of remember making the same comments. Um, about their age. I think they were 20 years old or something like that. And, um, I mean, you just don't know enough when you're, I'm sorry, I don't mean to assault anybody out there because some, some kids do. Some some kids learn early. Um, I didn't, but um, I'm glad I did later, a little bit later. But, uh, it's all, but, you know, people don't, understand sometimes some kids do but and and you know what sometimes it's adults too even older adults about being thankful for what you have and not complaining about where you are in life now I know that sounds easy for someone to say but I, you're, I mean you're not listening to a guy who came from means. I, uh, and it depends what you consider means. Means to someone might be totally different to someone else. 
but uh, I, I consider myself coming from a very poor, poor background. Um, I think my family would agree with me. Um, so, but I, at any rate, so I kind of know what I'm talking about, but being happy where, where you're at, or if you're not happy where you're at, make plans to change where you're at. If you don't like the place you're in, change it. And I don't mean everything is within our power, but, um, for, you know, just for an example, if, if say a guy's working at a fast food restaurant and, uh, you know, maybe he's been there a couple years and, and whatever, and he doesn't feel like he's making enough money. Well, guess what? Usually at fast food joints, you know, lately I've been stuck on this word joints. I don't know why. Um, but, uh, restaurants, you're probably only going to make a certain amount of money because, hey, it's fast food and they're not, you know, the fast food is, it, the pay scale is what it is because it's a fast food restaurant and, you know, but unless you want to go up to management, then you can make a lot better money. But if you're not planning on being a manager, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to pay you $20 an hour to, to work in their restaurant. It's, it's just not going to happen. It's just unrealistic. But if you don't like where you're standing, make plans to go someplace else. Make plans to stand somewhere else. And by making plans, you've got to put it on paper. You have to put it down on paper. I know we've talked about this before in another episode uh, a, a while back, but I it just brought it up again because I heard these young young people talking. And it, it's literally have a life planned. I'm you know what I'm coming up. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be this week or next week. I'm going to have my son, who is a planner and a financial guy, who loves his finances. He's Dave Ramsey. Uh, fan, but uh, I'm going to have him on the show. And we're going to talk about these things. But if you don't like your position of where you're at right now, write it down and write what your goals are. But write what you want your life to look at, look like. Now, granted, if you don't have, I don't know if I want to say education or the training that you need. Guys, we're not all going to live in mansions. I surely don't. I can tell you that. But we're not we all aren't going to be the ones at the at the top. There's not enough room at the top. I mean, I know that's a hard lesson because mom and dad could tell you, "Hey, you could do anything you want in life. Just put your mind to it." Okay, I, that's always been a good thing to say. I, I get it. I get that, but realistically, there's not enough room for the, the, I don't even care about getting to the top. Honestly, I gave up, uh, I I don't even know if I ever had any desire or hopes to get to the top. Whatever the top is, it's tops different for for each each individual. Just when you think you're at the top, you get jealous because someone else is above you. So there is no top. 
but you have to be realistic on what your skills are, your education, and make a plan that goes along with your skills or make a plan to get the skills you need to pursue a better job or career. And uh, yeah, I mean, live within a, create a budget and live within a budget. And hey, if you're only making X amount of dollars, you probably can't afford $800 a month rent, right? So either one, you got to get another job, part-time job. You got to get a roommate. You got to do what you got to do to make it work. But to set, I think the really, the thing that frustrates me is to have someone complain about the situation they're in, but them not making any plans to change the situation that they're in. Some making plans that they can control. You can't control everything, but at least putting a plan. Always tell people just, what do you want your life to look like? What What do you envision your life to look at look like? What are your goals of? I want to live here and I want to work here and. Okay, but you got to keep it realistic. Guys, I mean, you're not going to... I know wild things happen in life. A guy becomes an overnight sensation or a success and he goes from poverty to stardom. That's not realistic. So, hey, do you, can you make a plan? Hey, I'm going to live in a $50,000 home. Now, granted, that's not going to be a, a great home. That's not going to be a nice home. With your education, with your skills, that's what you can afford at this time. So we we gotta start living within our means. And then, hey, is you know what? You want a bigger goal than that? How are you gonna get there? Just don't sit around and think that you're gonna get to a position while what by by not making plans to get to that position. It's just like in football. The goal is to move the ball 100 yards down the field, where, or depending on the ball, where the ball's at, and you get four tries to get the ball to the other side of the, of the end zone, to the other side of the field into the end zone. You got four tries. Every 10, every 10 yards, you get four more tries. You got to come up with plans because that defense is there to stop you. You got to know that defense, and you got to know what your offense can do what plays is going to work best for your offense against that defense. So if you have a game plan, success is more likely. If you just keep running the ball up the middle with Eric Metcalf, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't. <laughs> That's never mind. We won't go there. But if you just keep running the ball up the middle, you're not going to accomplish much. You're just going to keep getting tackled in a blocked hole, and you're going to be negative three yards. And it's going to be fourth and 40, and you're going to have to punt. So <laughs> you got to come up with a life game plan. And I'm kind of excited. I can't wait to get with my son this week. I'm going to have him on the show, and we're going to talk about planning and what that looks like. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Hey, time for another break. So I'll be back.
You know, I just realized I sound like a cranky old man. Sound like a like my dad or something. Try to give people advice. No. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, no, I, I'm just uh you know what I think I just like to see people succeed in life and do well. And uh yeah, it's just like a little irritation with me when especially when you try to tell somebody um if they ask they come to you and they ask for advice and you develop a you develop a plan with them and uh and and they don't follow through or or I I I just I don't like to see people fail because they don't want to set up a plan and you have to kind of think realistically um and use math if uh hey you got $800 a month rent you got uh 150 electric 150 gas you're gonna need uh I don't know, 180 in gas money all week for uh, or all month. Um, you're gonna need X amount of dollars for food, X X amount of dollars for your phone bill. Your add it up. If your wages don't <laughs> come to that, it just surprises me how many people just don't want to do the bare minimum of their finances. And I'm not picking to. If anybody's listening, to my audience. And I've talked to you about finances or whatever. Um, believe me, I'm not. I'm not thinking of you when I'm telling this story. I'm just. Uh, I'm just sharing some frustrations about how I feel. Uh, uh, I, I love to see people succeed, and I'm not saying I'm a big success because believe me, I'm not. And I've done lived through many failures, many, 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 many failures. So. Um, Anyway, I'm really looking forward to when uh, David comes on here from, uh, he has a podcast, uh, Your Grandmother's Budget, Your Grandmother's Budget, and he is uh, very helpful. Uh, he's, he's a huge Dave Ramsey supporter. He really believes in Dave Ramsey's programs, and he's put them into practice, and uh, he, in his own life, has developed plans and it's going to be neat to talk to him about uh, um, just what budgeting looks like, what having a plan looks like. Because if you, like the old saying, failure to, failure to plan is planning to fail. And there's, there's so much truth into that. So much truth in, into that. So um, anyway, I guess I'll stop being that grumpy old man, cranky old man talking about you kids out there today better go to work and make some money and <laughs> oh but you know what I wish somebody would have gave me financial advice when I was in my 20s and uh, my wife and I were newly married and in our 20s and uh I thought we started off started off well with budgeting but you know what then once your first child comes and then your second you know it just you, you uh I don't know if you become lazy, you become busy, and you don't take care of your finances uh, as good as you should. And uh, it's one big regret 
I wish I would have had somebody in my life to model before me what what a good steward looks like of taking care of their money. And uh, yeah, so anyway, I learned it a little bit later in life. And uh, so I lived through some hard times. So I'm, you're not talking, you're not listening to a guy who's uh, had a silver spoon by any means. In fact, we were so poor, we had to share a spoon. We passed it around the table. <laughs> and then, I I would tell you, I don't know if I told you guys a story about the potato soup. Potato soup. I think I did. When, when I, I guess we were going through a really hard time uh, financially at one point in our family's life. And uh, I remember going to school, you know, I was little hungry get ate at school and uh my mom said she's gonna make potato soup and uh so uh anyway i was looking forward to all day to potato soup because us lotneys like our potatoes you know we like our potatoes i guess that irish background um anyway we wanted some potatoes so mom was making potato soup like I said, we must have had some hard times because when I came home and we sat at the table and mom put that big pot on the middle of the in the middle of the table and she had that ladle and she started ladling out everybody a scoop of that potato soup in our bowls. I looked at that soup, I said, Mom, where's the potatoes? It was like dirty water. It was looked like uh, maybe she should have called it uh, flavored potato soup. I mean, she must have had one potato, let it flavor the water, <laughs> and, and told us it was potato soup. Oh, that's how poor we were at one time. Oh, man. How did we survive? My mom and dad, they did the best they could. My, my dad had an eighth grade ed- education. I think my mom either had a ninth or 10th grade education. And it was a different time because uh, my dad came from a farming thing where, yeah, the, it just was not a good childhood for him. And my mom, um, yeah, didn't have the best childhood either. So they didn't uh, know about finances and things and and the economy was bad and all, all this stuff. So um, anyway... Anyway, that's what's going on. <laughs> that's my life. I hope your life was so much better. Um, <laughs> so anyway, hey, I'm going to go ahead, take a break, probably come back just for a short segment and uh, end the day because I got a big day ahead of me. So uh, hang on. i
because I'm back. Back for the attack. All right, you don't need me singing. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I guess I'm feeling kind of good this morning. But, uh, hey, <laughs> hey, I was just thinking, because we were talking about, uh, you know, sharing one spoon and being poor. And But I forget who I was with, but the other day I was driving with somebody. And we were driving around where they were going to put up a whole new big development. And uh, I forget what the, I forget. Somehow there was a conversation we had and uh, we were talking about, oh, yeah, the person said, oh, those are going to be. Yeah, those are all going to be they're about 400,000 homes they are getting ready to put in there. And this is going to be a huge development. It said four hundred thousand dollar and up. Wait, wait a minute. They're, they're putting $400,000 homes in this development? I'm thinking, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, I know there's some people out there that has some uh, good jobs. But uh, who are these people? I think Seinfeld does a skit. Who are these people? Well, who are these people? that are buying $400,000 homes. Now, granted, I, I don't begrudge them. I, I'm happy for them. You know, that means their economy's good or something. So, hey, more power to you. Please buy your $400,000 home. That, that's great. And I'm by no means would I be jealous because th- that's great for you. I, I'm happy for you and and uh, I, I'm glad you can afford it and do the maintenance and the house cleaning and all that. Great. Awesome. But, uh, a whole big development of $400,000 homes? I'm confused. I mean, I understand, you know, there might be some CEO jobs out there, um, middle, not even middle management. If you're in middle management, you, I don't think you can, I don't know that you can afford a $400,000 home being in middle management. I don't know, maybe if, if you and your spouse both, are, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm just some poor, poor guy from the inner city. <laughs> what do I know about affording a $400,000 home? But, um, yeah, I just started thinking, is there that many like jobs out there that pay that kind of money? I mean, is big business doing that well that you're going to have a whole huge development of high-priced homes? Where, where are these people working at? Uh, I, hello? What, what what am I missing here? And like I say, I don't begrudge them. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's great. That means jobs must be coming to town or something. But anyway, I guess it's just, uh, uh, I don't know. That was weird for me to think about. Uh, I'll stay in my little brick ranch and uh and my 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 little job and and uh do the best I can. But I don't know, it just amazes me the type of money that is out there for, for and, and good. I mean I hope man if you can if you have the ability to earn that kind of money, oh my goodness, good for you, blessings for you. Um it's just surprising for when you're at a different economical level and you're looking up. But I suppose those people are always looking up, up to the people above them. I don't know who's the last guy at the very top. 
who is that guy anymore? What now? It used to be the the owner of Amazon. Um, I, I his name escapes me right now, but he's like he was the first trillionaire, until they got a divorce. Him and his wife got a divorce, and then I think I think he went down to just being a billionaire, and then uh, I I thought I heard like last year he regained he regained in profits what he lost, so now he's a tri- he's a trillionaire again, and and hey. Good for him, but it's just, uh, it's just weird when you're at a certain economic level and, and you hear these, these dollars that you can't even comprehend, you know, you're worried about, uh, I need a new pair of shoes that is in the budget this month. So <laughs> could you imagine, could you imagine, I mean, I, I, like my wife needs a new pair of shoes. It's it's in the butt. We she can get a new pair. I mean, we're trying to buy more, um, better quality shoes, so we're spending a little bit more money than we used to for shoes. Um, including me too. We both we both decided that we're going to spend a little. We're going to buy a, a a better shoe because my wife's doing a lot of running, and uh, uh, I'm not doing a lot of running, but I still want a better shoe. <laughs> it's uh oh what was that thing my wife sent me the other day the other day my wife sent me this uh this meme um someone posted on on one of those social media sites um it was about uh running because my wife she is really doing really well with her running and she's starting to go through her shoes like crazy because she's putting a lot of miles on her shoes and uh, and she's getting healthy and she feels better. So she is just doing wonderful. But I, I she sent me this uh, this little meme the other day. And this is kind of how I feel. This is kind of how I feel. My wife is doing great with running. But, uh, you know, I like what this meme says. I wanted to go jogging. But Proverbs 28.1 says... The wicked, the wicked run when no one is chasing them. The wicked run when no one is chasing them. So I'm going to stick to scripture because I don't want to be wicked. So I'm not going to be running. So, hey, there's that. So, <laughs> but anyway, so we're spending a little bit more money on shoes um, and uh, trying to make sure our bodies has the cushion that they need to, to stay healthy. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the, but could you imagine worrying about having the budget to buy a new pair of shoes? And uh, but like I gotta wonder, and I'm not picking on anybody who's wealthy out there. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for going to work every day and helping creating jobs for others. That is a big blessing in life to the community. You're doing a great service. But I just just having a little fun and could you imagine like someone like high on the top of the of the financial food chain like do they do they have to worry like now i is that hummer in the budget this year i mean i have i have the four hummers i got the mercedes i got the jag you know what go ahead and get the hummer get the hummer yeah, you know what? We were going to build that fifth house in Paris. I think I'll skip the fifth house in Paris this year. And uh, 
I'm just having fun, folks. I'm not poking fun at anybody. Believe me, I'm happy for everybody. But I just think it's it's amazing to see the culture, the, the, the different economic uh, standings between people and what big worries are, small worries. And, uh, yeah, so I, I just having a little fun there. But, hey, we had enough fun for today, I think. Um, I bored you enough today. Um, so, hey. This was Tuesday's show, but uh, maybe Wednesday will be a better show. Have a good day, everybody. We'll do this. this we'll do this again tomorrow. Check in on the Anchor app or Spotify, or there's like five other social media podcast apps they put me on. I can't even keep track of them. Um, but find a find a a streaming source and and uh, look up Mornings with Ken. Appreciate it. Have a wonderful day.